Hey friends, I'm Danielle. And I'm Christopher. And we're the Friends Who Feast. Um, On today's episode, we're going to be covering a topic that is very near and dear to our hearts. I'm talking about buffets, our childhood memories of buffets, buffet strategies, and we're going to try to tackle the question of, will buffets be a thing of the future? And to wrap it up, our table talk for today will be a review of our experience at our local Golden Corral from last night. I am really looking forward to this. Are you ready to get into it? I am so ready for this. Okay, good. Gosh, when I think of buffets, we are not only Olive Garden sweethearts, we are buffet sweethearts. Yeah, I really only go to buffets with you, and I feel comfortable. I think I don't want to be judged, because I already feel like I'm going to be judged anyway, and I really shouldn't because we're in the environment of a buffet, but I just always feel safe with you, much like at Olive Garden. We love to go out. We love to gossip. That's why we do this podcast, yeah. because we love to go eat. And what our listeners are hearing is us when we go out. And 100%. just this, this much excitement. So I love to go out to eat with you. And it is that safety. But then it's also just that comfort of just having a friend and, yeah. and just the whole experience. Thank you for being a friend at a buffet with me. I love I, it. I, I just, <laughs> Golden Girls just went through my head. <laughs> yeah, Golden Girls. love Golden Oh, <laughs> So looking back... I feel like Golden Corral is really the only national known buffet chain right now. What were some of the other ones when we were younger? What sticks out to my mind was Sweden House and Ryan's Buffet. Those are the two I used to go to a lot. Yeah, my family went to Ryan's a lot too. We loved Ryan's. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of Sweden House. Uh, What was that? Like, is it Swedish food? (laughs) (laughs) Do they have like meatballs? They did have meatballs, but it was kind of like a smaller old country buffet. It was around the same area as the Ryan's was around us, but it was more laid back. So Ryan's, you had like a bigger selection. Same thing with Old Country Buffet, OCB. Sweden House was like a smaller scale. The food was great. Very good. I used to go to Sweden House more during the weekday with like my grandmother. And then the weekends were more of a Ryan's Steakhouse. Um, Now, what about you? Yeah, so like I said, I'd never heard of Sweden House. I'm bummed I missed out on that. But yeah, my family used to go to Ryan's all the time. We loved Ryan's. I I miss their um, was it like that honey butter yeah, and like those it's so it, it, good. And I feel like they had it on the table waiting for you. Yeah, with a basket of the bread. Mm-hmm. They used to do it like that. It was such a great experience going there. The Ryan's now is a Golden Corral, um, and so we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but do you remember Ponderosa Steakhouse? I've only been there once, but it was delicious. You've only been there once? Only once. My mom and I were on a mother-daughter trip for a weekend in the west coast of Michigan, and a Ponderosa Steakhouse was right across the street from our hotel. We could just walk there. They had delicious mashed potatoes and gravy. When I tell you I wanted to go back and eat there every day, I really did. And I regret that we didn't because I can't find any of those anywhere. I think most of them have closed. The location that was closest to us, I feel like my grandparents were known there. Every time (laughs) we walked in, they would like know my grandma and my grandpa. We didn't go there all the time. It wasn't like a weekly thing. Did you have like a certain day during the week, like Tuesday's buffet night or just whenever Um, you felt like it? I don't really remember. I mean, so I don't think it was necessarily a specific night or anything like that. It probably was because I do know my uh, grandpa really loves going and getting like the fish. So usually buffets and stuff like that, there's a specific night or like those Theme types nights, of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it probably was. I just didn't recognize that. I was just always excited <laughs> to go. But I would always go and I would get the mac and cheese. And you know I'm not a big seafood person, but they had the best popcorn shrimp 
and I would just get popcorn, shrimp, and mac and cheese. So what was your favorite place and why? I'm going to say Ryan Steakhouse, only because there's so many memories there. I used to go there with my mom and stepdad, my grandmother, my cousins, my aunts. It was always a good time, and the food was always good. Now... This is around the time I gained weight as a child because my stepdad was pretty strict. And you know, when you go to buffets, usually there's signs that say children under 10 must be accompanied by adults. Yeah. (laughs) Not to my family. It was like, okay, go up there and get your own food. So of course, being a child and being let loose, you're gonna pile your plate high of mac and cheese, nachos, whatever you could see. So I would just get a huge plate bring it back to the table, and my stepdad would say, take what you want, but eat what you take. I could not get another plate until I finished my plate. Now, (laughs) this was dangerous because my stomach would be in so much pain, but I would want to get another plate. Because you hadn't gotten everything you no. wanted yet. There's so many options. No. I mean, I remember my first like plate would always be like a huge plate of nachos. But again, there was no supervision. Being eight, nine years old, you're go- you're going to just, you know, go wild in it. So I always remember that. And I don't want to blame them for my weight gain. But at the same time, we would go to that buffet two to three times a month, maybe. That's a lot of extra calories. A lot of little nachos for this little lady. It was almost like a rite of passage. <laughs> The excitement of being able to go grab my plate and just go get what I wanted to Mm -hmm. eat. At some point during the meal, there's always that moment where you're like, yeah, these mashed potatoes are really good. Did you like them? Yes. And there's always that like agreement or like... exchange of dialogue. Yes. Wow. We're really bonding over the starchy side right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that always made me feel so good because it's like, oh, I liked them too. And I, I think at that age, being given like the choice of get what you want... And then, like, in your case, eat what's on your plate, I think is a responsible intention. You don't want to, like, leave food left over. There's people that are starving. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I was never taught what portion sizes are. Oh, yep, you and me both. <laughs> and even in my early 30s, I look at a buffet like, man, I'm going to go get everything I want because I'm going to get my money's worth. Mm-hmm. The people that go to a buffet just to get a little bit on their plate and then they're full and they're done. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch it out. So... <laughs> <laughs> I want to go get more. Like, I want to leave there having eaten as much as possible that will fit in my body. When you were younger, what were your go-to dishes? So other than the popcorn, shrimp, and mac and cheese at Ponderosa, I was always, and still am, a very, like, traditional, like, almost, like, southern kind of meal person. Or just, like, the the comfort foods. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I loved all that kind of food. Okay. We're similar. I loved the mac and cheese, mashed potatoes and gravy. I also liked the fried Chicken drumsticks, those were good. And the meatballs, you know, like kid-friendly stuff, but you could just get as much as you wanted. It was a real luxury. You mentioned that you would go with your mom and your stepdad, right? (laughs) Yes. And so tell our listeners what you told me about the price (laughs) and how your mom would maybe tinker with that a little bit. Scam the system. You don't have to say tinker. It's fine. Yeah. So sometimes after school, my mom would take me to the buffet for dinner, a treat. And it would be a surprise, which I would love because if I knew I was going to Ryan's Steakhouse and Buffet after school, like I wouldn't be able to concentrate. I'd be so happy. So there'd be nothing more exciting than me jumping into her car. It's It's like going to Disney World. (laughs) For me, it truly, it truly was. (laughs) Those videos that people put out of like, they're on their way to the airport and the kid has no idea. Oh, it was a good memory. Good memory. (laughs) 
So that was nice, but there are some days my last period of school during that time was open gym. And I had a uniform for the gym class, which was a classic pair of Hanes soft shorts, Hanes t-shirt, not very flattering on a chubby 12-year-old girl who wasn't allowed to shave her legs and had breast. I was, you know, I developed early, which is why I had the body hair and the breast. She would say, remember, you're eight. Not nine, not ten, eight. So I would be there with my hairy legs, <laughs> blossoming breast, and a very tight gym shirt and short combo, bright red, mind you, so very flattering, and saying, I'm eight. Eight. Did you take on that oh, character? No, I just said eight right away and try to avoid contact, like eye contact. Um, but of course they didn't care. I knew they didn't believe me. Yeah. I mean, it... <laughs> That's so funny. I can just imagine you in that bright red little get up and... Glasses and a low, messy ponytail. No, it was traumatic. You know, I didn't want to say it because I was embarrassed. I mean, I was probably more embarrassed because I had my ugly outfit on with hairy legs. And then when your parent tells you to lie, it's very confusing. (laughs) Your mom, though, is hilarious. So I can just imagine her like totally something she would do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So how about you? Fess up. Any embarrassing stories that you need to tell? So there's only really one that kind of comes to mind. And so I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably like 12, 13. And I went back up for my second plate. I went to turn around to like walk back to the table. And there was this woman walking by. She was an older lady, kind of walking a little bit slower. She's probably 70s. And (laughs) I ran into her. Thankfully, my plate didn't dump on her, but it kind of went flying out of my hand onto the floor. And the floor is like a slipping hazard now, and you know, someone's coming up with a mop and bucket. It was that embarrassment and that torture in my mind of, do I get another plate and like fill it again? (laughs) Because I was like hungry. I bet you my legs are still hairier than yours at that time, though. (laughs) You win. You totally win. So, you know, I think of like the Ponderosas, the Old Country Buffets, the Golden Corrals. It's pretty much like American food, mm-hmm. right? You might have your nachos or like build your own taco or international you know, different stations. Things. Yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. But I can't think of like an Italian buffet or a Mexican buffet. No. I think those would be hits. If I, I, yeah. I can imagine myself sticking a little like spatula and a big like vat of enchiladas? delicious, well, I was going to say enchiladas, but Oof. like lasagna. Yes. Just like they slice up the lasagna, you just go in there and just get what you want and then build your own like pastas. And I think they would be hits. But the only real like international inspired food is really Chinese buffets. Yeah, we have a a high number of Chinese buffets in our area. They are dwindling. There used to be a lot more, I believe, when, you know, I was growing up. But I don't know if it's just because of where we live, like in southeast Michigan. Maybe in other parts of the country, there's more selection. But yeah, it's only Chinese buffets. And I've never even been to a Chinese buffet. What? Yeah. I've never been to one. This is shocking to me. Stop. I don't even know what the no. experience oh would be Oh my like. God. We got to go. Listen. Are you listening to I'm, me? I'm listening. I want to show you that world. I feel like you're Aladdin right now. Yeah. That's, yes. Thank you. That's where I was going. I want you to come be a part of... What, that little, that's a little mermaid. Isn't part of your world? Yeah. Right? I can show you <laughs> the world. <laughs> I was thinking Little Mermaid of. I want to be part of that world. Splendid. Ooh, yeah, okay. Sorry. I should not have, inter- I should have just went with it. I apologize. Yeah, I, we can do a part of your world too. Okay. 
I want you to be a part of my Chinese buffet world. Like, I really want to show you that. Now, I don't want you to expect too much, but um, I think we could make it work. <laughs> so listen, I mean, we started recording a little early. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, don't do this to me. I mean, if we wrap up early, do you maybe want to go? <laughs> yeah, of course, I mean, I look yes. like crap. I'm oh, wearing, yeah, I mean, like, we're... basketball shorts and a t-shirt, but... Oh, much like me at 12 with hairy legs, yes. Okay. <laughs> so now you'll know my experience. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, good. So I guess we're going to a Chinese buffet after this. Very excited. I'm so excited. And I'm totally down to go, but, I mean, we just went to a buffet last night. <laughs> we went to Golden Corral, and... That was quite the experience. So we went Oof. to Golden Corral to prepare for this episode, just mm-hmm. to have, you know, research, some... Research, you know. Yeah, we, we call it research, but it's, you know, just to have a fresh perspective, and we can recall on our experiences while we're talking about whatever, you know, we're talking about as the topic on the podcast. So we went to Golden Corral last night, and as always, I was running a little late. I was like, oh, I'll be there in like 11 minutes, and then 20 minutes went by, and I was like, I'll be there in nine minutes. Well <laughs> so, worth it. It was you know, fine. But, you know, once we got into the restaurant, I feel like it was just one thing after another. It was, it was, it was a roller coaster. It had its highs. It had its lows. It had its, its awkward experiences. So as soon as we walked in, there wasn't a very long line. But Not we did all. have this older couple in front of us. And they had like a drink station it's, right yeah. in kind of the middle of the line. And I think you get your drink, whatever you want, and then you pay. And then you go to your table and you put your drinks and like your receipt down yeah, so that you claim the, that table. Yeah, you the tray, right? I think and so, yeah. you would take yeah. your drink on the tray and place it. Yep, so that you claim a table mm-hmm. and then go up and get your food. Well, the drink station is closed down. So there's a sign on it that says it's temporarily unavailable. A big sign. A pretty big sign. <laughs> like, can't miss it. Um, <laughs> well. And it said that the servers would bring your drink. Well, this couple in front of us, you could tell that they were, like, confused. And they were looking around, like, where do I get my glass? Where do I get my cup? And I just kind of stepped forward and was like, hey, I think it's closed down and they'll bring it to your table. And the woman, I don't know if like you you caught on this too, but she kind of just turned around and just stared at me and was almost like offended that I said something. I mean, this lady, the way she was staring at you, just a blank stare and she had a mask on, I think. I don't, I think she did, but the guy didn't. Yeah. She had a mask on, but you could tell her mouth was just agape under the mask, like the way her face was looking at you. No acknowledgement to what you said. No, thank you. No hand gesture. Just staring at you. To which you turned to me and said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like, all right. I even said, well, I tried. Yes. you (laughs) You know? Um, I was just trying to be nice and like help them because like they're an older couple and there they, there was this confusion and I was just trying yeah, to maybe kinda, they, maybe you know. they didn't see that large sign. Well, I mean they they were looking this machine up and down trying to figure out what was going on and they were, they obviously yes. missed it. So um, unfortunate, but we kind of made our way past and yeah, we wanted to forget that experience. Yeah. Like I didn't really want that to be a foreshadow of our experience, but it it kind of was. was. Because the next thing I knew, we were trying to look for a table. A booth. A booth. A booth. I'm sorry. Oof, not a table. A booth. And half of the restaurant was closed because of seating and COVID, I guess, yeah, restrictions. They had certain sections closed yes. off. So it was a very minimal space that we could choose. Yeah. So less booths than normal. And we thought we found a booth. We asked the nice waitress, whoever she was, who was chatting other tables up, is this booth open? Yep. Go ahead. We sit down. We're excited. And it wasn't the, even 30 seconds later. Not even 30 seconds later, 
a male waiter comes over and he goes, oh, there's someone sitting there, an elderly couple. I told them to get their stuff. This guy wasn't calm about it and didn't even say it like you just said it. He very came over, frazzled. He was very, he had this very energized, very loud. I remember him being very loud in my ear. <laughs> guys, somebody else is sitting here. There's this old couple. Like, I just went back. I just went to check the receipt. I came back and, and you guys are here. So we, we need to move you. I can get you to this table right over here. Like, it was like that. It was. No, I agree. I just tried to block it out of my mind. Yes, I was very uncomfortable. And at one point you said, listen, we'll do whatever you want. (laughs) Just tell us where to go. Please just tell us where to go. And he was trying to find us something and we didn't get a booth. No. We got a little side table. Which was sort of confusing because there were plenty of tables that were open and clean and... Away from other people. Yeah, available. Yes. But he went right to a table that he had to clean in order for us to sit there, which was weird. Yes. Because we ended up with the table anyway, not a booth. This whole experience started off just really awkward. And the personalities we were running into were... The clientele... (laughs) Listen. The clientele of Golden Corral. How do I put this gently? If you ever want a confidence boost... Have some food at Golden Corral. You will feel so beautiful and so thin. And we're kind of looking around, and you made a comment about how you really couldn't find any attractive people there. Anywhere you are. Like, there's always at least one person that you see, like, oh, that person's attractive. Cute. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I was looking around, and it was just like, Danielle. I don't see any attractive people here. And what you said made me feel so good. Oh, I said it's Christopher. It's because we are the attractive people here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with that, that whole too, part yeah. The, the the scene was a little rough. Have you uh, they reminded me of like the mutants from table number 9. Have you ever wa- uh, seen The Wedding Singer? No. I oh haven't. my god, oh my god. Okay, pause. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we just came back from watching the clip from The Wedding Singer where Adam Sandler is about to sing Love Stinks. And he's talking about how he is never going to find love, much like a lot of these people, including the mutants at table number nine. And, and I mean, would you agree? Was well, that like what the client told? Yeah, because it wasn't even just that table. But he looked up, he's like, this guy. And there's a guy, he's like cutting a steak or something. And he's a bigger guy. And then the woman with the gaudy sideburns, earrings. Yeah. And yeah, the sideburns. <laughs> and then the whole that whole table. Danielle, I'm pretty sure each of those people were at Golden Corral last night. No, I, I remember you, them. I know, yeah. <laughs> I encounter them all over. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's there's a certain type of person who just loves their buffets. And I don't blame them. I don't. Now, can we talk about the food? Because right away, I kind of noticed, uh, compared to the last time we went a few years back, there wasn't as much of a selection, but my old faithfuls are there. The mashed potatoes and gravy, mac and cheese, some chicken, some pot roast. I started off with that. Yeah, I went right to those mashed potatoes, and they had the two different kinds of gravy. They had like a brown gravy and then a poultry gravy. I'm a brown gravy girl. I got the poultry. Yeah. I also got some of that pot roast. I wish I would have gotten some brown gravy so that I could eat, because I like to, you know, a little bite of mashed potatoes on the fork with some pot roast. I like to mix my food. Um, And I think I got some like green beans and then a roll with some butter. And those rolls, I actually really like them with like the honey butter. Do they have honey butter there? There's two little buckets, with, and they're two different colors. The red one's the regular, the black one's the honey butter, just for I, next time. Okay, well, I went right past the bread because it looked hard to me. 
Oh, it was soft. Oh, was it? It oh, was man, real, I yeah, missed was out. Good. Those buns were real soft. And you're really tearing up that bread. Well, here's the thing, too. When we came back to the table, I sat down with my plate, and I thought you were going to sit down with your plate. Nope. Nope. You put your plate down and took off for another plate. Didn't even say a word. Nope. No. Then I remembered, oh, yeah, this is what he does. Remember, it's been a few years since we've been to a buffet together, and it all came back to me. Much like Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. Your buffet strategy is pretty interesting, to say the least. I get so self-conscious if I go up and get a plate, (laughs) and then 15 minutes later, I'm back up there getting another plate. I like to go and just get two plates at once. Because maybe I'm getting a plate and I'm making it for, you know, a significant other or somebody, you know, helping somebody. And then I go back up and get my own. Like, people aren't really paying attention if they're, if you, they see you up there within a certain time frame. They think maybe you're still making your it's first the same plate. Visit. I don't know. I just like to go up and get my two plates and just be done because I know I'm going to eat those two plates and I'm probably going to be full. I went up, got that first plate, and then put it on the table, turned around, went and got another plate. So what are some things you do not mess with? What are some things you don't... Fish. Okay, fish, okay. It always looks disgusting. I mean, A, I don't like fish, but it's even more so when I go and it's just a pan of whatever is in there. I couldn't even tell you what kind of... fish and that yeah, juice. Yeah, it's just like kind of falling apart yeah. in the juice. It just looks like disgusting. It makes me want to vomit. I stick to the normal stuff. Um, but the other things, like not that I'm against it, because you got some like nachos with like a Ooh, chili sauce and, and I cheese. I wish I didn't, because you warned me. You warned me. I said, I want to kind of go back to my childhood. And do some nachos. And you said, I'm not really a nacho guy here because the chips look like they'd be stale. And I was thinking, kind of, but they're under that heat lamp. Like, how stale could they be? That makes them more stale. Well, I should have listened to you because that ruined, I mean, that really ruined the whole thing. Because I had, I'd say about six, seven chips. Again, small. Take what you want, but eat what you take. I know now. And that chili sauce and the nacho cheese sauce, it was just... It reminded me of very much of Speedway nachos. If you were to get like chili, cheese, nacho, whatever, it tasted like that. Again, what do you expect? It's a buffet. But I thought it would be a little bit better. No, I don't really have expectations <laughs> okay, when it comes I, to I stuff like to that. I should listen to you from now on. Well, I don't even try it just because I have this assumption that it's just going to be gross. That that cheese and that like chili sauce though did look really good. The cheese was decent. Okay. I think it was like a, it was a nacho like a like they had like the vat of oh, just nacho legit. cheese. Oh, legit. Very good. Yeah. I would say probably some of the best nacho cheese sauce I've had. I mean, so if Speedway does have nacho cheese sauce like that, mm, I want to go. <laughs> but then there was no sour cream. No diced tomatoes. There wasn't really anything to kind of doctor it up. So it was very basic. I do want to say the soup looked good. And we both made a comment about, wow, I wouldn't mind trying that. I walked past it very quick. And the chicken noodle did look good. But nobody had touched it. Nobody, not a soul had touched it. And to me, I'm like, well, I don't want to really mess with that then if no one else is. When soup like that, especially like a chicken broth-based soup, sits for a long time it has that burnt taste yes, to it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to mess with it. Yeah. And then, then I think they had, I don't know if it was like a... Chili. I would try a chili, but a, I think, it was it? Because I thought it was maybe like a vegetable oh, type of... I don't know. I didn't I even know. pay that much attention to that section of the restaurant. But I just want to say this. What was missing from there? Because we went a few years back. And it to me, it looked like a few things were missing. But you made a comment like it looked like, no, a lot of things were gone. And well, I can't really recall what those were. Well, the carving station, they still do. But no one was there. Yeah, no one was there. And they didn't even have, like, any meat out, I think, the entire time we were there. We got there at about 5 o'clock, so maybe a little early before dinner rush. But there was a decent amount of people there, though, that came around the time we did. But there was, like, the end of the ham. 
That was it. And it wasn't even cut because no. usually the ham, the, they won't actually carve for you. It's usually your steaks or yeah. like maybe like a that lamb was missing, if they have you're it. right. No um, steak or anything. But like the ham usually was, you know, is, was next to it. And usually that's already like pre-cut. But there was this like remaining piece of the <laughs> ham left, but it wasn't cut. So nobody was getting no. any because there was wasn't any to grab. You're not just going to grab the meat with the bone in it, you know. There are and, no meatballs there too. Oh. Yeah, usually there's meatballs there. I'm always mm. down for a meatball. Oh, God, the meatloaf. Okay, so what they did have there oh. was meatloaf. And I was excited because you had meatloaf. I had a small piece of it yes. just to try it. And then when I went up for my second plate, because you were smart and already got your second plate, I came back and I was so gleeful. I said, they put fresh meatloaf out. And as I took a bite, you said, I didn't like it. And then it was just so soft. And you made a comment about yeah, it tasted like it wasn't baked long enough, and you're right. The inside was so mushy. Not pink, but very close, and I, I couldn't eat it. Yeah. It was gross. It was like that 10 minutes longer would have made it just right, but it was that like still semi-raw kind of impression. It wasn't. It was cooked but enough. the texture. Yeah, it, so, the texture was yeah. just... Like, the edges were good. Perfect, I thought. But yeah, that middle was like... No. No. So, oh, they should have got rid of that meatloaf. And I'm not a big, like, ketchup on meatloaf person. I like a gravy or, like, maybe a barbecue sauce. Okay. Um, and this was just, like, slathered with dry, like, crusty ketchup that I wasn't a fan of. I don't mind a, a meatloaf like that if it has a lot of flavor. I like a little more zip and tang to my this ketchup even, mix. I mean, not only was it mushy, but it didn't have flavor. It didn't have, no, not at all. It just tasted like a big, warm spoonful of meat in my mouth. Yeah. Now, I will go up for maybe some dessert. When we got up to go together, I said, if there's blueberry pie or banana pudding, Mm -hmm. anything else, no. So we walked up, and they had banana pudding. I didn't see any blueberry pie. So I was like, okay, there's at least one choice. We walked past that chocolate cake. It reminds me of Matilda. Yes, that big chocolate (laughs) fudge cake. And that kid eating it because he has to, and she's making him eat it. But it's not even like a chocolate cake with just like icing it's a chocolate cake with that wet looking ganache mm-hmm. kind of it looks like a moist cake like yeah. you're going to need some milk with it yeah. you, you're gonna need something yeah it always reminds me of matilda so i even turned around as we were walking and i was like "Ooh, matilda and you knew exactly <laughs> oh what yeah because I, I was thinking it too <laughs> but yeah, yeah again so i don't really know what was missing but it wasn't the same because i we did go a few times before and it was a decent experience enough, like a decent enough experience, <laughs> except for that one time um, there was chicken bones all over the floor. Yeah, that was weird. It was weird, but it kind of, I don't know. I just imagine like some atmosphere. kid like eating their, you know, their chicken and just tossing it <laughs> as they're walking out of the restaurant <laughs> with like sauce all over his face, a little chubby kid. So, so yeah, I mean, it really wasn't an appetizing look, but it makes me laugh because we always laugh about the chicken bones on the floor i think part of it too is we've talked about it before is just being short-staffed i think Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why our waiter guy was a little bit frazzled and you know he's the only waiter in our area yeah um so i didn't really blame him and i and i felt bad and i don't know if this is terrible to say but i always forget if i'm going somewhere like that to have cash on me i hardly ever have cash on me and there was a moment where I realized, like, I'll always leave a tip for them. Yes. I know a lot of people don't leave tips because people's perspective is, well, they're not taking care of you, but they're still cleaning up, you getting know, the plate. They're getting your drinks refilled for giving you. Giving you new silverware because right. silverware wasn't out like it used to be. Right. It was in a little, its own little kind of paper bag type of situation. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still doing a lot of work. And 
I usually always leave a tip if I go somewhere like that. And then it just kind of hit me and I looked up and I was like, do you have any cash? And it was so embarrassing and I felt bad. And just for everybody, just encourage, you know, in the times we're living in right now, just pay it forward. And I think the world really needs that right now. And and I feel really bummed that we, we couldn't do that last night. I know. I was felt really bad driving home too because I really don't have cash on me anyway. I mean, that's something I wish I had for times like these, like buffet times for sure. But no, I felt bad. He, he did the best he could. And there was an awkward moment with him in another table next to us. This man comes in with the biggest plate of salad drenched in dressing i mean i forgot about him drenched oh no i've been thinking about him all night drenched in dressing and you know the waiter made his rounds hello sir and you know how's your experience did you find everything you like well this man says actually no well just the way he said that was like because because it wasn't just like a no i didn't you didn't have a certain thing he went as far as to say is this french dressing you didn't have it can you make a note make sure you have it like he it's like he seemed like either a frequent visitor <laughs> or just that type of person. And I thought I'm like, going to say that type of person. He yeah. had that energy um, there because there was one point when I started singing. Oh, yeah. You raised me up by Josh Groban. I don't know why I started singing it, but you enjoyed it. I did. And that man just looked at me like I interrupted his meal when his whole presence interrupted my meal. Yeah, I mean, he was there by himself, which people, I mean, I don't think it's weird I would to go never, out by. I would never go to a buffet by myself, though. You would never go to, would you go to a regular restaurant by yourself? Yeah, I think or, like, I would. Or maybe go get some breakfast somewhere? Yeah, I, I would, I would. I would make, like, a bring a book or something, though. Yeah, I've done it before. I, I've gone to movies by myself. It's a liberating experience to go I do believe, things by I've yourself. I've been to the movies by myself a few times, too. It, like, it's raised nice. my confidence. Like, it yeah, was so nice. But, but not a buffet. I couldn't do a buffet. No. 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 No, you'd be we, like, we have to, we no. have to talk about the yes. mashed potatoes and whether or not they're good. Like I need I need somebody <laughs> there to kind of have that experience with. Now, can I just ask you this to wrap things up? How do you think the future of buffets are going to fare with all this pandemic stuff? Because there's no competition. We mentioned in the beginning we had Ponderosa Steakhouse, we had Ryan's Buffet, we had Sweden House, mm-hmm. we had Old Country Buffet. Now, I think it's just Golden Corral, unless you're blessed enough by you to have individually owned establishments. But how do you think it's going to look in the future? Are buffets going to be a thing of the past? I think big chains, well, the only big chain, Golden Corral, just from what we saw when we went last night, they were pretty busy. Busy. For a Friday night. You couldn't find a booth. Yeah. So I imagine that their prices might have gone up. I don't remember what they were, but it was like a $15 meal. $2 $2 for a drink. So you're you're going and you're spending about 20 bucks. I think they can survive off that with just the clientele they have and, and how many people are coming in. Get the clientele, it's a foreign. You know, and if it's like a, you know, if it were like a fancy restaurant and they're, they're spending their money on, you know, more higher quality food, I think those are the types of restaurants that are, are going to Got suffer. It. That makes um, sense. So I think a Golden Crail can survive. Now, local places... Like the Chinese buffets or like the places that are not like nationally known. They're just kind of around here. It's just one little buffet. I think might struggle because I think people are going to go to Golden Corral and places like that. You know, there's a lot of places going out of business. There's a lot of businesses struggling. There's a lot of local restaurants struggling. Um, I just hope that, you know, they get the staffing and they really pick up. I really want to see us get out of this mess and... I agree with what you said, and I don't want to make light of the situation, but that was one of my first fears and everything started going down is what's going to happen to the buffets? Because we've already lost the Pizza Hut buffet. Yeah. You know, that was- We didn't was even a, talk about that. That was Oh, we can gold. save that for a Ooh. Pizza Hut episode for yeah. sure. You know, there's all these little buffets, and 
I love a buffet. Again, I don't go unless I'm with you. But it's something where it's such, I don't know, it's just a nice experience. And again, I don't want people to think, listening to this, you guys went to Golden Corral, like, what do you expect? But there are some time, there are some good food items there. There have been good experiences at Golden Corral. I just don't want to see the quality slip anymore. You know, if they it's can already kinda, pretty down. It's already, yeah, yeah, compared to a few years ago. And again, I'm giving them a little bit of time, like to get their, you know, their bearings up and all that. But I don't want to lose any more things to what's going on, especially a buffet. Well, with that being said, um, how about you and I go save a buffet and go grab lunch at a local Chinese buffet after this? Yeah, I haven't eaten today, so I'm yeah. totally ready for lunch. <laughs> okay, we're ready to go. And with that, thank you for joining us for another episode. And we invite you to join the conversation with us. Tell us about your favorite buffet memories. And if you want to write us a nice little email about your buffet experiences, you can do so at friendswhofeast at gmail.com. Or if Twitter is more your thing, you can find us over there too at friendswhofeast. And then Instagram and Facebook at Friends Who Feast Pod. Make sure you like our content. We're putting up pictures from our experiences for each episode. And of course, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, give us a good rating and subscribe, and subscribe so that you know when the episodes come out. It helps us a lot and it means so much. So thank you. All right, friends. Until we feast again, I'm Danielle. And I'm Christopher. And, and we're, we're the, the Friends, friends Who feast. feast. Bye. Bye. Thank you.